Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell. And today we are talking about Yes, God, Yes, and Saved. But first, let's catch up. What I am into is... <laughs> uh, the first thing is Girls of Paper and Fire by Natasha and Young. It's a YA fantasy novel about a girl who is uh, kidnapped by the king's minions, basically, and taken to his palace and is part of a group of paper girls. And it's they are different casts in the world, and the paper Mm -hmm. cast are the humans, but the moon cast is like hybrid or uh, mm. just like animal demons basically it's it's like furries probably would love this book <laughs> um and uh so it's like this group of paper cast girls that are concubines for the king and they're like all take it some like it's oh. considered to be like an honor but some of them are just like straight up kidnapped um and she ends up I was like, okay, when I first read the description, I was like, okay, I guess somehow I'm going to have to, like, ship this king and this mm. girl. But that is not the case. Thank she God. falls in love with another paper girl. Oh, okay. I love, love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it's, you know, like a, like a fantasy action YA mm. book. And it was nice that it was gay i was like a nice surprise i mean mm-hmm. it you it's pretty early on where you're like oh she's gay <laughs> and not not her kidnapper so, thank god um, yes it was great that it wasn't her kidnapper no stockholm syndrome it did but it does do a good job of her being like am i supposed to like the king like in the beginning she's just like confused and was like she's mad at herself for feeling confused too but she's also like i i saw the other girl and she looks so beautiful and i felt warm and i couldn't like place why vibes. um so i like that is the first in a trilogy i think um i'll probably t- read the second one and then um the third is slated to come out this year so that was good um and the second thing is Moxie. So it is uh, the new movie that came out on Netflix by Amy Poehler. Um, I watched it with a bunch of friends last night. A bunch. Oh, gosh. That sounds like I'm COVID unsafe, but <laughs> it was a safe situation. Um, and I had I was like super skeptical of it going in because I just think that like another quote unquote feminist movie by white people starring a white lead Mm -hmm. i was like okay i don't know about this and then i watched it and i think it did actually deliver on some of those uh like things that i was worried about um but overall it like exceeded my expectations i would say i think that um it definitely i feel like it could have done more i think that it still did center the white girl too much Mm -hmm. Um, Vivian, the main character, um, I think that even with, like, even at the very end, there's, like, she leads a walkout um, at her school, and, like, other she, like other people get up to speak that are, like, black girls, and mm-hmm. it still 
cuts back to Vivian's face like too much. And I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know. It was just like too, too much centering of her. I did do a few things that I liked where like her best friend, uh, her parents were Chinese immigrants and uh, she was not so like gung ho on doing a bunch of activism things. She was just like not comfortable doing it. And it, she did call her out at one point. She, the Chinese uh, American girl called out the hmm. white main girl <laughs> and was like, it's not easy for me. Yeah. Like my parents are immigrants. Like, it's just like, I'm in a different position than you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I felt was good. Uh, and, but the main, <laughs> and the, the main good part about the movie, I feel like was the uh, boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, no. Not very feminist of you. <laughs> but, you know, that's just... Uh, <laughs> it's like, um, he actually reminded me of the boyfriend, Patrick. Not boyfriend, I guess. And saved. But mm-hmm. the love interest in saved, I guess. Because he's very, like, mature and uh, emotionally intelligent and supportive. <laughs> a little bit of a bad boy, too? or He's a skater boy. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just really cute. Like he was just, it's just, you know, like more sweet boy representation. We're always saying like, <laughs> uh, so that was really nice. Um, it's the, he was in um, Booksmart, but Nico Hariga, I think is his name. Um, oh, okay. One of the guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I, 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 it was definitely, I think it did hit a lot of, I feel like I'm being too hard on it, maybe. It's just, like, it's not, it's nothing revolutionary. Mm -hmm. I feel like, also, my expectations are lessened just because it's a Netflix movie, though. So maybe I am being the right amount of I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I definitely would recommend people watch it, because it is, like, um, a fun watch. And I did tear up a little bit at the end. Um, So. (laughs) Because they're, yeah, yeah. Um, And the main bad guy is just so evil <laughs> it it's like a visceral feeling of disgust anyway the third thing i'm into is inside which is a game <laughs> that i was watching someone else play but you know whatever <laughs> voyeurism it was um i so i think it was on the computer <laughs> but it's like this you play a child that is sort of uh, like wait, making their way through a dystopian landscape and the art, it's like the animation or I don't know, is like super beautiful. The like lighting is really mm. impressive and it's all in like, a it's pretty like simplistic, but it's just like a really like understated beauty, I feel like. It's very atmospheric in a, in like a creepy way as well because of the it like the kid is basically running away from these like controllers that are all wearing white masks and will just like brutally shoot the kid mm-hmm. um, if you're caught uh, and the, they're kind of like controlling these like people puppets like mindless puppets of people that I'm assuming the kid is running away and doesn't want to become one of those um so it's just like creepy in that way but -hmm. also the puzzles are really interesting and i think unique um Mm -hmm. 
so it's been fun playing that. Nice. So those are my three and things. And it's a good name for a pandemic game. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have been reading uh, Patricia Lockwood's new book, No One Is Talking About This. Um, I loved her first uh, book. She has written a few volumes of poetry, but her first book was Priest Daddy, which came out a couple of years ago. And that was mostly a memoir about her father, who um, was a, is a Catholic priest. He converted after uh, getting married and starting a family. So he has like this unique position as a married man with kids who's a Catholic priest. And she's pretty big on Twitter and is known for kind of like being very irreverent and filthy. Um, No one is talking about this. Her first novel is a lot about the experience of being very plugged in online. She refers to the internet in it as the portal. And it starts off as um, kind of vignettes about her experience with the portal. And if you are very online or very on Twitter as I am, you will sadly recognize almost everything she references in her weird poetic way. You know, like the the kid who was eaten by an alligator and there was a controversy because this woman tweeted like, white privilege is <laughs> not reading a sign about alligators and then I'm not even sad this baby died. Uh, you know, like every internet thing that she writes about I think I have gotten so far and I think it would be interesting to read this book in 10 years or have someone read it who's you know who wasn't there for all these different Mm. references and see if the book makes any sense (laughs) but then halfway through the book um the character her sister uh gives birth to a baby with a severe um congenital deformity and it's kind of about how her life shifts away from the internet and to like actual meaningful life experiences. Mm -hmm. And this actually did happen to Patricia Lockwood's family. Um, She lost her niece. So it's really good. I love her writing. She's like an actual genius with um, just how she uses language. And Mm -hmm. I would love to live inside her brain. And I think she is like one of my number one people in a fantasy dinner party where that I would just be so intimidated that I would sit quietly, Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have also been watching WandaVision, and I think this would have been a better um, something I'm into maybe last week prior to the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't going to give any spoilers away, but I was disappointed that it went from kind of being one of Marvel's most interesting, um, you know, uh, ventures mm-hmm. that did some things really different from the kind of like their formula, and then it ended up with superheroes shooting lasers at each other and also kind of like dropping the main conceit which is like about sitcoms and television it just Mm -hmm. like forgot about that the last episode they didn't reference it at all Mm -hmm. um and it disappointed me because it introduces to like characters that are witches and then the witches literally fly in the air and shoot lasers at each other like any other superhero i was like they couldn't think of any more inventive way to show these two women fighting other than flying through the air and shooting lasers at each other like every other superhero movie. Um, so very kind of disappointed in the end, but um, I enjoyed it and I looked forward to watching it every week. So I'm a basic bitch who <laughs> likes Marvel. And another thing I didn't like about it was that uh, a, a ton of people are pointing this out on the internet. So I'm not original in saying this, but it has just so much military presence, like everything I was watching it and I was like, I wish this was just about like weird magic and grief in this woman's life. And they Mm -hmm. didn't have to cut away into a plot line about people in uniforms. Um, Mm. 
just such a bummer. Like, we'll, yeah. we should do, I know we did um, The Old Guard, but I would love to try to do, like, find more superhero movies to watch that aren't about superheroes being cops, you know? What What is that Will Smith movie where he's an alcoholic? Oh, uh, Hans Hancock? <laughs> Isn't that movie supposed to be really bad, though? <laughs> it's not It's not great. It has Charlie Theron in it. Uh, I mean, like, I guess Un- Unbreakable with Bruce Willis is kind of... He is yeah. kind of like a cop, but I don't know. If I'm anyone true. knows superhero movies, maybe Chronicle. Did you see that? No. Uh, actually, maybe like 10 years ago about like the boys who get superhero yeah, powers. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to think of any, though. It's. I feel shame. like most of them, I feel like there's a difference between a superhero movie and... Mm someone having powers i feel yeah. like superhero movies it's like yeah they are a lot of like cops but superpowers yeah. it could be like fantasy or you know mm. it's like kids in high school that have magic exactly <laughs> exactly that's a good that's a good distinction too we actually watched the dark knight last night because we listened to uh the wire dad's podcast episode about it which is sarah oh i did too Oh my gosh, it was really good and like yeah. it made us both want to watch The Dark Knight even mm-hmm. though I agreed with like all of their criticisms. It mm-hmm. is like a very fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe it, when it came out in 2008, I saw it 5 times in theaters. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the most movie the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters and I can remember just falling asleep towards the end at Gary Oldman's speech cuz I had seen it so many times. I have I've recently watched The Dark Knight probably at the beginning of quarantine so actually maybe mm. a year ago but <laughs> yeah uh, um I totally forgot the third act happened I thought that oh, yeah. the movie ended when the Joker walked away from the hospital nope I no, was no, like no. oh that's it that's the movie they just it's I, just chock full of stuff I totally forgot about the ships yeah uh, oh, I will say, I think the X-Men are the least cop-like of all superheroes. Because yeah. like, the theme in the X-Men is like kind of like queer about like found families. Yeah. People just trying to like exist and live their own lives. Mm. Um, the least yeah. cop-like. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing, now that I'm done ranting about superheroes, uh, <laughs> that I'm into is the new Japanese breakfast single, Be Sweet. Um, I just love her. She... It's just one of my favorite artists working um, her album from 2017, Soft Sounds from Another Planet. I have literally listened to every week since it came out, um, I guess now, four years ago. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I think she just does so many interesting things with like rhythm, and I love her voice. I love her aesthetic, like I just, in her like uh, music videos... So I was really excited that she has new music coming out and Be Sweet is a real summery bop and she described it as, I'm such a sensitive little bitch. My track is literally just please be nice to me, Um, (laughs) which is true. So I've been listening to that a lot and I can't wait for the whole album to come out in I think May or June. I can't remember. But yeah, Mackenzie, we are going to jump into uh, some religious themes. (laughs) Very serious. Our first movie is Yes, God, Yes from 2020, 2019. Well, it's one of those things I keep finding. I kept finding different. I, I think it was released, you know. Yeah. yeah. But people were considering it a 2020 yeah. movie, I feel like. At least in like yeah. in 2020 roundups, they were You're like, right. Yes, God, Yes is 2020. <laughs> I it's so what a weird year. Yeah. Like, Without the- theatrical releases. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, 
Alice is a normal 16-year-old girl. She attends a Catholic school, goes to parties with her friends, and church with her father. But bold feelings are taking hold of her, feelings provoked by the car scene in Titanic and strangers in AOL chat rooms. Alice knows that Father Murphy wouldn't approve of such things, so she doesn't share them with him during confession. At a four-day religious retreat, Alice realizes that she's not alone in her newfound sexuality. How can it be a sin if everyone is transgressing in their own way? This movie was written and directed by Karen Maine, who also wrote um, Obvious Child, which I loved. One of my favorite mm, like yeah. rom-coms recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked Obvious Child. I liked Obvious Child more. I feel like mm-hmm. I I just liked this movie. Yeah. I yes. I didn't love it. Yeah. 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 Same. I, I liked it. I thought it was... It really almost, I know she she first conceived of it as a short film, and mm-hmm. it kind of felt like this could have just remained a short film. Yeah. And it would have been like, that was a really good short film. Yeah. Like, addressing these themes. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of reviews kept calling it gentle, and I was like, it was gentle. It mm-hmm. was like very just sort Sleepy, of. Sleepy, almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Natalia Dwyer plays the main character, Alice, and she is, I think, most famous for her role as Nancy in Stranger Things. Um, when are we getting another season of Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, uh, true. Very strange. <laughs> but um, I did not, don't like her performance in Stranger Things at all. Was not impressed by it and thought that she kind of came from the same school of acting as Emma Watson as Hermione, which is like, delivering every line as like kind of angry and like eye rolling and like uh like you know like <laughs> why are you doing that but i think the difference here is that she was given better writing and probably directed by a woman cuz i thought she was much better in this than she is in stranger things yeah i think i think she was better in this than in stranger things too i mean i don't hate her in stranger things i think she's mm. fine but i just also haven't thought about it very much but <laughs> She was very, like, endearing in this movie, and I think that she was also very sure of herself, I mm-hmm. guess. Well, not sure, maybe not sure of herself, but she never expressed any, like, self-hatred, which yeah. I really liked. She mm-hmm. was definitely confused and, like, curious, but she was also kind to herself, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice to see. And kind to the people around her, too. Even when at times... I didn't want her to be like she has a kind of a frenemy in the movie who is clearly her closest friend who kind of is interested in moving up in the the popularity ranking and they have a they have a tiff halfway through the movie and then the friend kind of apologizes to her and I was so vindictive I was like don't take her back you know like (laughs) she was so rude to you (laughs) (laughs) um but I think what this movie um does well too is show like the weirdness of teenage girl heterosexual uh sexuality like burgeoning you know um in a way that i think only like a grown up version of a teenage girl could kind of nail like the reference to titanic is very specific oh yeah and i think almost universal (laughs) yeah for a certain type of person yeah yeah i totally agree i remember watching it in uh, a basement at my friend's house because my parents wouldn't let me watch it (laughs) i was like younger than a teenager i was very young but um and i do remember being like "Ooh, what is that yeah (laughs) is that just making out what is going on here yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio is like at his most boy bandish in that movie, you know, like kind of twink ish mm-hmm. and just exactly like what hits hits perfectly for like young, young people. Yeah. Um, she also, Alice is super turned on by hairy arms, which is mm. another very delightful and specific detail in this movie. She first notices it and she gets these like dirty pictures in an AOL chat room and then notices that her one classmate has really hairy arms and she's just like, that's my thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked that too. Uh, it was very cute, which is nice. <laughs> it's a cute movie. Um, it's a cute movie that I think um, brushes against some much bigger and thornier ideas about organized religion and specifically Catholicism. She is Catholic, and I think that's an interesting distinction to make between this movie and Saved as well. Um, she's Catholic. She goes to a Catholic school, and a lot of her interactions are between her and this priest, played by Timothy Simon, who is from Veep, who is just always going to be that character from Veep for me. Yeah. But a lot of what icked me out about this movie is how much religious structures give adults the power to be inappropriate with kids. And I just don't mean like in the obvious way, which is like sexual abuse, but Mm -hmm. like there's just no reason for a person to be alone in a room with an adult having to tell the adult about things they did that aren't bad, you know, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, or trying to come up with reasons to say that they were bad. You know, yeah. like, that's just inappropriate, yeah. period. Yeah. I hated that part of this movie. And I hated um, that the adults are kind of, like, almost on the same level as the high school students. They're all in this ecosystem of, like, penance, like, very public penance where they talk mm-hmm. about their sins. And then they, like, judge each other. The, um, I don't know her name, but she's in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. The other, like, adult in the room Mm. just straight up punishes Alice for a rumor at the beginning of the film and doesn't let her serve in mass. I was like, oh, this is so gross. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I think the ecosystem of, like, it was a good way to describe Mm. it because they're all sort of just, like, in the same pond of, like, gossip, which is so weird. You like You'd like to think that, like, teachers are sort of... Like, mm-hmm. can see beyond that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, that is high school. That is even non-religious high schools are like that, too. You know, yeah. it is. There's so many instances thinking back to high school where you're like, why did you care about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are an adult. Or like, yeah. Don't child. you have more perspective? <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the kind of pinnacle of this movie is Alice escapes the religious retreat and goes to like a queer bar like and thank god a queer bar was nearby yeah <laughs> and not another bar uh and has like a, a very sweet conversation with like an older lesbian who basically tells her like it gets better and yeah. you're not going to hell um which i thought was like very sweet and a good a good moment for the movie to end on i feel like so I don't know. I didn't love that. Maybe mm-hmm. just because I felt like it went on too long, which I think, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, is probably like a problem with the entire movie. But I that scene, I think towards the end of it, I felt like it was just like overwritten, which again, I guess is just a symptom of it being too mm-hmm. long. Or, mm-hmm. But also like the end speech Alice gives uh, to her classmates, it just seemed too like this is the lesson and like tied yeah, up exactly. with the bow sort of mm-hmm. 
which is just sort of boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish this movie had almost been hornier, you know? Um, a surprising mm-hmm. thing about it is that it has an R rating, which mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing because <laughs> there's... Even they, like, briefly show porn in it, but it's mm-hmm. not explicit. Right. It, like, it cuts away very purposefully mm-hmm. before you see anything explicit. I wish, all, like, it, the, the title and then, like, kind of the beginning of the movie, I, you, like, want it to get to go farther you know i did at least you know yeah i think so me too i do think um the karen main is that her name Mm -hmm. said in one interview that it was like a love story between alice and her vagina (laughs) which i i thought was like i actually thought was like a nice way to describe the movie or at least like that description makes it seem more interesting to me i don't think i like actually got that feeling from the movie but that idea is more interesting to me than the movie what the actual movie was so i wish that maybe they had explored that idea more definitely i mean think of like super bad for instance you know i think you kind of get a better sense of those boys sexualities um than you do in this movie and yes there's like we said many specific instances Mm -hmm. um that are uh, about Alice and like what figuring out like what she likes but I, mm-hmm. I think it yeah I think it just could have been elaborated on um, in that same interview in The Guardian Karen Maine says that um, she's kind of asked about how there is a female gaze in this movie um, and that it's non-porny she says mm-hmm. that I didn't realize I was doing that that's just a part of who I am how I see the world it would have been really weird if I had made it tilt- titillating she's so young and it's so new it's meant to be a little comical um, mm. which I think she does she does well. And mm-hmm. I wonder if there is a way to kind of like push the envelope farther without yeah. falling into a porny gaze, you yeah. know, specifically because she's like a Catholic school girl. Too. Right. Yeah. So maybe I do th- it was just navigating that. Yeah. I do think that like I appreciated that it wasn't like titillating, I guess you could say. Like in like there's mm. a scene where she like her cell phone is vibrating. She starts sort of masturbating yeah. with it a little bit. And it mm. didn't feel like it never felt I was never like, oh, this is hot, <laughs> yeah. Which I was very yeah. glad for, but I was, mm. but I do agree that like maybe there could have been, I don't know. You're right, like so, like just like a little bit more of something, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was. Me and so maybe they didn't either. <laughs> yeah, it's a sleepy, it's a sleepy little movie, um, mm-hmm. and I think perhaps if you had this exact experience in Catholic school, maybe it would hit differently too, um, mm-hmm. you know. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kate Erbland in her IndieWire review says that it doesn't stick the landing, shoving a big few bumps into an otherwise well-conceived screenplay. Alice's revelations mostly play out in a smart, smart fashion, but um, a seeming rush to wrap things up push her and Maine into awkward corners. During a messy last act, Alice just doesn't abandon the retreat, but uses her temporary flight of freedom to find a local bar where she furiously orders and chugs a wine cooler. Sure, she's growing up, but it's an out-of-character moment that appears conceived to simply move the plot along. Yeah, it does. It's very like, I'm not going to pronounce. I have always wondered how to correctly pronounce this phrase, and I'm just going to go for it. Deuce ex machina. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. She like the the thank you. <laughs> like the 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 revelation comes from like an outside source, you know, rather than Alice having a moment where she I don't know figures mm, things out yeah, herself. You're right. Yeah, I do like, and I think that maybe the biggest. I feel like the writing is where this movie needs like mm. like another pass or something or yeah i don't know because i do think that 
a lot of the camera work, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you see a lot of stuff from her perspective, which I think is important. And I think mm-hmm. that it does make it feel like it's not, uh, like, titillating or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit like a missed opportunity to me. Like, it could have mm-hmm. done more and been really strong if it had just, like, had stronger writing. Definitely. And I think also... Something about Obvious Child, too, is that Jenny Slate is so dynamic. And mm. that movie is, like, a little bit sleepy as well. But she mm. is so, like, vulgar and yeah. um, just, like, bold that mm-hmm. I think it pushes it in a, a direction that this could have gone in for more. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of, like, surprised. I think a scene that I do like and I'm glad was in the movie is when Alice kind of confronts the priest during confession Mm -hmm. where she's like I have a sin I watched porn and then she describes the exact porn she saw him watching Mm -hmm. Um, you know uh, I thought that was like a well written scene Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I just maybe there should have been like another plot element or something else going on I don't know I almost feel like like I agree that that uh, like I I liked Alice's character like I like I said before Mm -hmm. like I like that she wasn't self-hating and kind of was just even though a lot of like weird things happened to her like awkward things she always she did never seemed too like anxious about it yeah um which i appreciated um but i but i do think that like it was like maybe if she had like had more, maybe if there were like more cultural references like mm. the titanic thing thrown in like she liked to like read horny books or something like secretly or something like that it would have like added another like interesting element yeah maybe i'm just projecting (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely it's a it's a really quiet film i'm glad that films like this are getting made um and that they get to be specific about um you know like teenage girl sexuality yeah for Uh, sure me too so the one star reviews for both of these films we're going to talk about are truly cream of the crap (laughs) internet commenters uh like just coming out of the woodwork to defend the catholic church and christianity (laughs) i can start with this first one the title is a shame i can't find eye bleach where to begin overwhelmed with unoppressive attempts at filmmaking a travesty what it has become yes go yes please do hurry this title into oblivion (laughs) but wow they're so clever yeah they are (laughs) um the second one is Try looking up the blatant hypocrisy of the left instead, since Hollywood will never show you that. Like, truly, this movie does not, is not anti-Catholic, like, at all. Like, it, it is, if it is, it's so, it's so subtle. It's like, it doesn't have anything big or yeah, really it's, bad to yeah, say about Catholicism. It's, yeah, it's really just like, Don't judge each horny. other. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's it. That's the extent of yeah. the criticism. Um, and the last one is, this film start with the introduction of the term, quote, salad tossing, and a female student, quote, Alice, talking with her teacher, scene. As turned out, this film is about Alice obsessed with masturbation after chatting with an online unknown person. Entire film full of boring conversation. <laughs> um, lot, there is a lot of boring conversation. I'll say it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this person, this is a correct summary about the film. Yeah, you're right, actually. Well, if uh, we're looking for a less sleepy movie, we have it in our next one. Um, 
which is saved from 2004. Well, what would you rate it? Oh, yeah. Let's... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Record scratch. I would rate it... I feel like a 5.5 with love. Like, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go the exact same. Yeah, same. Mm. Same. Um, I liked it, too. Uh, just wish there was, like, a little bit more to it. But, like, like you said, like, I'm glad the movies about female masturbation are getting made. And, I guess. you know, <laughs> yeah. TBH, I'm also happy this wasn't, like, rah-rah girl power at all. You know? Yeah. I think also this could have gone the way of being, like, like book smartish or you know like yeah a little more on the nose yeah it was nice that it was just about like one girl yeah masturbating it's like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> a small scale story yeah mm-hmm. um so our next film is saved from 2004 mary is a christian jewel she attends the american eagle christian high school where she is best friends with the most holier than thou girl in town hillary fay and girlfriend to a star ice skater dean when Dean confesses that he is gay to Mary, she believes that Jesus would want her to heal her boyfriend's homosexuality through heterosexual sex. It doesn't work. Dean is sent to a Christian treatment center, and Mary must conceal her baby bump at school. She soon finds herself unable to tolerate Hillary Fay's hypocrisy and gravitates closer to the school's other outcasts, the Jewish rebel Cassandra and Hillary's brother Roland. One of the best teen comedies so of all time. <laughs> I love this movie so much. It was my youth group leader's favorite movie. Get so out. She bought me the, the DVD. And I watched it like so much. Yeah. We, it, I was like obsessed with it. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Did any of this like being in youth group, any of it like ring true to you or connect with you? Um, I, I mean, even with like, yes, God, yes. Like I did go to a Christian summer camp mm-hmm. for a week every summer for like 10 years. <laughs> But it was more, it was like, it wasn't, it was very like chill, I guess, when like we didn't really, the praying was very small. It was mostly Mm -hmm. just like all the songs were like Christian themed, which, you know, like whatever, I guess. Mm. Um, But I definitely feel like some, like it just is like a familiar sort of like atmosphere or like feeling Mm. of just being in like church which even though at american eagle christian high it's a high school it's not church but it feel it feels the same like (laughs) pretty much um it's interesting that um these two movies are about catholic characters and then uh like a christian high school because i was surprised growing up like from a family that's like catholic slash episcopalian uh, encountering like an evangelical Christian and them being like, you're not Christian, you know, um, mm-hmm. like that's a real kind of belief um, that Catholics are another type of religion and not the same religion, uh, which is like very kind of like funny to me. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I remember when I, so I grew up Presbyterian yeah. and I yeah. always would be like those Catholics just because, <laughs> just because like as a Presbyterian, we were always more like, at least in my specific mm-hmm. church, which my dad was the pastor of. So, like, mm-hmm. we were like, gay people are fine. Women can yeah. be pastors. <laughs> and I was like, those Catholics are crazy for not thinking that. Right. Exactly. Which, uh, you know, still think that. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
it is just funny that there's like this imaginary difference between. Yeah, them. I mean there are there are important differences, but yeah. it is like okay, they all believe in Jesus Christ. They just made it up. Like yeah. it's all made up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this movie was written and directed by Brian Danley, who is a gay man, which I thought was um, kind of like an interesting context for the film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also produced by Michael Stipe of REM. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw his name and I was like, oh. <laughs> Um, it has a great cast. Jenna mm-hmm. Malone is the lead as Mary. She's from one of our favorite films of all time, Pride and Prejudice. This was a, a, probably a big year for her because I feel like Pride and Prejudice is 2005, right? Yeah. Okay, so she ha- did two great movies back to back and then was in The Hunger Games like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So, yep. <laughs> that's her career. She was also uh, in uh, like Sucker Punch. Oh, was she? Remember that movie? (laughs) I haven't. I didn't see it, but good for her. I don't remember it at all, but I think she was in it. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because in Pride and Prejudice, I'm like her accent. She's the only American, so I'm like her accent is off. And then Mm -hmm. in this, I'm like she sounds not American (laughs) at times. Like she, she just has a strange voice because it it's very like um like sing songy almost. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's very like uh. Yeah, like lilting. Yes, that the right that's way? exactly it. Yeah. Yes. She does have a sing-songy voice, mm-hmm. so she just sounds like she doesn't belong anywhere. She sounds um, literally like she's singing sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She does. And she's also in Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the sister. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. I didn't mean to, to sniff on her career. She, she has had a great career, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's in most of our favorite movies. Um, <laughs> uh Also, Mandy Moore is in this, also at the kind of, like, peak of her career. Uh, While watching this, I know she kind of has had a lot of good girl roles, like A Walk to Remember, Mm -hmm. and now she's in This Is Us. But I'm like, somebody write a a villain role for Mandy Moore to be in soon. She needs it. Yeah. She's so good. It's so good. Like, you were right when you said that it's similar to Princess Diaries, Mm -hmm. that, like, same uh, Mm -hmm. mean girl vibe. Yeah. They even have like similar hair, I feel like. They do. And what she gets about mean girls from this time period and all time periods too is that they're a lot of times their meanness is funneled through a veneer of niceness yes. that you are like cannot separate from and it makes you scared. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Is she making fun of you? Is she including you? Um, yeah. Oh no, god. Yeah. She's so good in it. Um mm-hmm. Patrick Fugit, as we mentioned earlier, is I honestly don't know his character's name. Patrick. Is it Patrick? Okay. Yeah. Oh, when you said that earlier, I was like, that's his name. But his name is Patrick. He's great <laughs> in this. He was an almost famous um, mm-hmm. love him. He doesn't honestly get enough work, in my opinion. Like, the last <laughs> thing I've seen him in, I know he was in The Irishman, but he was in Gone Girl. I'm like, give this guy. Yeah, you're right. Breaks. Give it. Yeah. He's so sweet in this movie. So Again, sweet. like I said, because he's emotionally intelligent, understanding, yes. supportive. Yes, in the scene where he tells Mary that he likes her in the mall, too, he's like, you speak your mind. You you know, yeah. like, like oh, okay, that's what... He was like, you here. inspired me. I was like... Oh. <laughs> I know. I mean, you have to be emotionally intelligent to want to shack up with a pregnant girl. Like, that's a lot to take on as a teen- teenage boy. Yes. And both of... I guess I just am realizing now that both uh, Seth in Moxie and Patrick mm-hmm. in uh, Saved are both skater boys that are emotionally intelligent. And supportive feminists. Man, there's something there's something there about the skater boy in film, um, and mo- it, it has to intersect with being sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could does, go wrong it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
also in this movie is Macaulay Culkin playing a disabled character, Roland. I think Macaulay Culkin's kind of cute in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's cute when he gets yeah. his hair messed up. And, yes, um, very cute. Eva Amuri is in this as Cassandra, and she is Susan Sarandon's daughter. Mm. And the one review I read of this was like, she's hot like her mom. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But I think it's notable that this movie is written and directed by a gay man because I think the like theme of the movie too, or kind of the one that gets wrapped up with a bow at the end is like found family being kind of like an alternative to uh, organized religion. Yeah. Yeah. This movie sort of reminded me of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, Mm. Just that it was like, I guess it had, I don't know. It just had smaller vibes to me, but I hated Mm. Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I Mm. think that what Save does better is that it's Mm. like kind to all of its characters which yes. I think is also more difficult to do. And I think you yes. have to be smarter to write it that way. Especially with a satire. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like some of the reviews were like, uh, that's a bad thing. Like This should have been more cruel. And I, like in yeah. New York Mag, Peter Rainier said, uh, nothing in Saved stings. Uh, he also said the s- film suffers from a lack mm-hmm. of reference to the actual world of terrorism and AIDS and drugs and columbine and all things that kids are scared of now and that might send them or their parents into the fundamentals Mm -hmm. fold but like one of my favorite lines in the movie is when pastor skip is telling one of the jewels that they have to um reach out to mary and like as warriors yeah they're he literally is like you have to be a warrior on the front line for jesus and one of the girls says deadpan with a straight face total seriousness (laughs) you mean like shooter (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like that speaks perfectly to like what, like how period. fundamentalism and yeah. like, uh, like, uh, just like the way that, uh, Christianity and like organized religions can mm. be taken to this like radical, Definitely. like dangerous place. Mm. And I think it did it really well. And like your favorite line in the movie too, about the, <laughs> when, uh, when Cassandra and Roland see Mary leaving the Planned Parenthood and Cassandra, who's very worldly, is like, there's only one reason Christian girls go downtown to the Planned Parenthood. And Roland's like, she's planting a pipe bomb. <laughs> uh, it is. It's so funny. And I agree with you. I think it's funny to read the reviews from the time because they are either like, this needs to be more of a satire or this is needs to be less of a satire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with you. It just it treats all of its characters um with like love and compassion. Mm-hmm. And this one review by this guy, Brian Wrenchler said overall, despite a few funny scenes and some valid points that are brought up throughout the movie, I still can't figure out what the movie is trying to say. Is it trying to say that there are plenty of hypocrites who hide behind religion to justify their behavior? Absolutely. We already knew that. Is it trying to say everyone, we should accept everyone's differences, whether they are gay, crippled or pregnant. Oh, not only does the movie say that it downright preaches it at times. Iron- ironic for religious satire, isn't it? I just feel like maybe the people were, instead of taking this as a teen comedy, mm-hmm. we're trying to be like, this is like a big political statement from coming, coming from a yeah. movie. When it's, yeah, it's you're really, right. It's not trying to, it's not trying to be that, you know, like right. I think that's what a lot of these adult men are yeah. confused about it too. I do um, think too, that like those preachier moments are pretty mm-hmm. similar to how like a conversation like that would happen in reality. Mm-hmm. Like at the Definitely. end when everyone is being confronted in the lobby of prom mm-hmm. and, uh, Mary and the other like mm-hmm. outcast kids are like 
like everyone should be loved like and accepted Mm -hmm. no matter what which is like something that I could totally see like a teenager saying as trying to like like express how they feel and then the pastor's like the bible is black and white which I could totally see a pastor saying and then they're like no it's not it's all a gray area and I feel like that was just I mean yes it, it was like preachy-ish i guess but it's like kind of just it's how that conversation would have gone yeah it's a teen movie think of the ending of mean girls which came out a year later or at the same time sorry yeah. a few weeks beforehand you know like Lindsay lohan does that speech and she snaps up the the crown like it's just a yeah. teen movie ending uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's not it's not it's not yeah it, it's funny to see people wanting like a kind of like idiocracy or that kind of satire from this movie because um, this movie is funny. It's a comedy. The I'm thinking of like the beginning when Mary hits her head in the water and the pool boy looks like Jesus. Yes. You know, and it also is it's fun to watch because it's like really hitting this specific like early 2000s nostalgia too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mackenzie said that uh, Mandy Moore looks like a TikTok queer. Yes. <laughs> Because she has a mullet now. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I also love that this, both of these movies actually had female leads who had noticeable acne. Um, I thought, I like that too. I love that. Um, But are very, still very beautiful, I would say. Yeah, still very beautiful. Yeah, conventionally beautiful, just with um, skin that you don't see in movies often. Um, This movie is full of like funny visual gags to Mary and... um, Hilary Faye go to a shooting range called Emanuel Shooting Range and Eye for an Eye. It just really nails like a lot of stuff um, about this time period. Uh, I think all of the stuff with Roland and uh, Cassandra is mm-hmm. really funny too and really sweet as yeah. well. I think they have they have a sweet relationship too. Mm-hmm. It's impressive how much you're able to care about all of the characters in this movie mm-hmm. because there are a lot of characters and you care mm-hmm. about every single one. Like, uh i think that one of my favorite parts about this movie is that you get you feel like the friendships are very lived in Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's like impressive to be able to do that in this short amount of time um not a lot of movies do it this well i would say like you really feel that cassandra cares for mary and that Mm -hmm. like they all like love and support each other yeah, definitely. Cassandra and Mary's relationship made me think about how I love this trope um, that is a bad girl becoming friends with a good girl and the good girl like learning to have like empathy for the bad girl. And I saw it most recently in like Freaks and Geeks where mm. um, uh, Lindsay becomes best friends with Kim Kelly after kind of being like Kim Kelly is like a bad person and I don't want to be, mm. be around her. And then like kind of realizing that um, extending empathy to someone that you wouldn't wouldn't have once agreed with mm-hmm. um yeah it's just a good movie i think the stuff with the adults is good too mary's mom and pastor skip which is such a funny name like oh yeah. my gosh uh i think that mary and her mom could have maybe had more scenes together or kind of like flesh that out more you know like it the, the way it wraps up is kind of like she realizes mary is pregnant yeah thinks about sending mary to treatment center and then shows up at the end of the film and is like you didn't ruin my life. I don't know. Yeah. Could have, something more could have been there. Yeah. I I feel the same, but that's only if I'm being, like, nitpicky. Yeah, trying to I find. think. Mm-hmm. Because they do have almost like a... It's it's almost like a Gilmore Girl-esque, like, relationship, mm-hmm. I think, because she's a single mom. It just mm-hmm. seems like they're... The mom sort of falls into treating 
mm-hmm. marry as like a friend and not yeah. a daughter sometimes mm-hmm. she even says like do i have to worry about you like should i be yeah. worrying about my daughter and what she's doing <laughs> and she's like no i don't have to <laughs> like you're mature enough but yeah yeah um it's funny also to kind of think of this movie as maybe an inspiration or partially an inspiration for ladybird um mm. you know i think yeah. that they kind of have like a lot of similar things in common um and again also like an empathy for a lot of supporting characters uh fuck mm. i can't remember this girl's name but heather matarazzo she's uh, in yep. mm-hmm. princess diaries as well and her character tia is like in uh, pops up in a few different scenes mm-hmm. and you know that her father's an alcoholic yeah and, like mandy Moore makes fun of her at one point for yeah. it and like you just have like this brief moment of understanding this person um you're right why they act the way they do yeah you know, it's why she it shacks up with Hillary Faye. And, yeah. yeah. It's like, I love that. You're right. I love that moment. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Hillary isn't even talking to mm-hmm. Tia at the, in that moment. She just says to Cassandra, who had been drinking, you smell like Tia's dad. Yeah. And you cut to Tia's face and she's like uh, hurt crushed. by that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like such a small, like seemingly throwaway uh, mm-hmm. line but treated well was very like mm-hmm. impactful and l- added like so much layers so many mm-hmm. layers to yeah this very side character yeah who then kind of like is confronts hillary Fay at the end too. yeah um and i think we would be remiss without pointing out this movie has there's some parts of it that have aged terribly yeah <laughs> um they use the r word like almost immediately in yeah. the film several times mm-hmm. um and also there is this was like such a crutch in early 2000s comedies, which is like the reveal that a character was once fat. Yeah. It's like shameful and mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, not great. Yeah. And totally like unnecessary. Like it didn't really do anything. Yeah. In the movie. Her origin story, her villain origin story is that she was fat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want to jump into some one star reviews? They're crazy. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is our first one-star review for Saved. (laughs) The non-Christians who are involved in this production probably never stepped inside a church in their lives, yet they feel free to dump on believers in Christ as a lunatic fringe and not the majority. Mm. It's non-believers who are in the minority in this country. A little perspective, please. Go into most churches today and you generally see white-haired little old ladies and gentlemen and their simple families... Humbly reading the Bible, praying for others, collecting donations to help missions in the community, worshiping Jesus Christ, and laughing, singing, fellowshipping. What is it about this humble group that so offends the elite non-believing hypocrites in Hollywood? That we don't vote the way you vote? That we don't all have the money you have? Maybe if the producers of the inept stereotypical film set foot set foot... <laughs> The inept stereotypical film set foot in a church someday, they might discover how wrong they were. Maybe they'd even find God themselves. What a concept. I will note, Brian Danley, like, went to a Christian high school. So it's it's a movie, like, it's bias for us, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not an outsider making this movie. Um, the second one is this message is it's okay to be Christian as long as you don't really believe in it. If you do, you're nuts and should be hated with a passion. Nothing but a Hitler-esque hate bombing from start to finish. Dot dot dot. With the technology and techniques available today's propag- to today's propagandists, it's frightening to think 
what will happen in the future. Yeah. It's funny because like you were saying that yes, God, yes, is not like offensive to like, it doesn't say anything bad about Catholicism. I feel like this movie is even more gracious towards Christians (laughs) because at the end they're like, Oh, we like the, the Dean, Dean, the gay character, mm-hmm. is like, I know Jesus loves me even if I'm gay. That's and so it's like, generous. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, good, like, I don't know. I definitely, yeah. you come away from this movie feeling like, like, Christianity is about loving people. Yeah. If anything, this, it's like, mm, you know. This movie is asking for the, like, the love to be widened to other yeah. people, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so it's so not offensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third monster uh, review is the believing characters, especially Mandy Moore's, are uniformly closed-minded, ignorant of reality, and bigoted. Macaulay Culkin, left-wing propagandist, is noble and intelligent, and he's put in a wheelchair to maximize audience sympathy. <laughs> Quite <laughs> frankly, this movie is so heavy-handed and partisan in its depiction of believing Christians that it undermines what artistic credibility it could muster. Why do they single out Macaulay Culkin as a left-wing propagandist? Is it the pipe bomb line? I don't... That's I think because they think wanted of. to mention the wheelchair thing, too. And like, be like, they only put him in a wheelchair so we would pity him more. Which is what on earth? Yes. It's, like I just don't understand where they're, they're coming from. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't understand. This movie triggered a lot of people. Really. <laughs> <sighs> I love this movie so much. I'm gonna rate it like an eight and a half. Like I really yeah. like this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. I love it too. I think it was also like a formative teen comedy for me yeah. too. Watching and. Um, really appreciating it. Uh, it has a lot of nostalgia factor as well. Um, it's funny that like, it also feels like a sleeper hit, you know? It does um, feel like that. Like, I remember when mm-hmm. I first talked about it with you, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know about this movie? Yeah. It doesn't, it hasn't, it's not like cult status, which I feel like mm-hmm. it deserves to be because it's so Definitely. funny. When I was, uh, putting together notes for this episode, I was like, there's gotta be an oral history of saved out there. And I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, well, someone needs to do an oral history of saved where they talk to Mandy Moore and they talk to Jenna Maloney. Yeah. And, uh, I talked to Patrick Fugit about making the movie. Uh, cause I want to hear more about it. <laughs> Me too. It, it, yeah, it's weird. That's not like, I don't know. Chick flicks is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Grief Carlson for our music. Our next episode will air on March 22nd, and we'll be discussing La Llorona and the Curse of La Llorona. You can follow ChickFlix on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts slash Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs>